0: What up, world, welcome on and all to another episode of The Ocho presented to you in partnership as always with SBNations bloggingtheboys.com. My name is R. Ochoa. you know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on The Ocho. It is Monday, April 27th, 2020. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, practicing social distancing so we can get through these days sooner rather than later. The past weekend was just a lot of fun, and it's been said, but man, it felt Felt really good to have uh, a live sporting event for everyone to experience. Um, the last dance, the first episodes uh, last Sunday, uh, I'm recording this before episodes three and four, uh, which will have aired yesterday for you, um, kind of gave us a, a little taste of that. But the draft was just a lot of fun, especially to have, you know, things to analyze and things to discuss and things to laugh over and things to get hyped over. And uh, We just we had a blast at Blocking the Boys. And we want to thank everybody that, that read anything we wrote or followed along on Twitter or Instagram Instagram or uh listen to any of our podcasts or watched our our YouTube videos uh, we all love talking about the Dallas Cowboys and so we're appreciative and we are so just very thankful to you for making us a part of your Cowboys experience and um the Cowboys kind of uh, dominated the 2020 NFL Draft. It's still kind of hard to believe. Uh, if you want, we do have podcast episodes and videos up reacting to every single pick. So if you want some sort of in-the-moment, authentic reaction, you can go back. You can listen to those in your podcast feed. Make sure you subscribe. The Blogging the Boys podcast feed is available wherever you get podcasts. Apple devices, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, we're all over. We have, by the way, an episode of talking the Draft with Connor Livesey and Dalton Miller, uh, they recapped the entire draft uh, in you know the entire draft class I should say for the Cowboys in supreme detail and later today on Monday we have another episode of girls talking boys with Kelsey Charles and Meg Murray and special guest from 1053 the fan and the draft show Jeff Cavanaugh so uh, looking forward to that but um, this is our first chance you and I you know around the campfires we like to say to kind of sit back and reflect on on the whole draft uh, and everything and it's it, it really it gets better the more you think about it, which is is crazy to say. And look, nobody is trying to say the Cowboys are winning the Super Bowl now. Uh, nobody's trying to say that you know they're the heavy favorite to do anything. But on paper. It looks like the Dallas Cowboys had one of the best drafts in the NFL. Let's look through the picks again. In the first round, the Cowboys took CeeDee Lamb wideout out of Oklahoma. Second round, Trayvon Diggs the corner from Alabama. Third round, Neville Gallimore, defensive tackle from Oklahoma. Fourth round had two picks, although originally only had one. They took Reggie Robinson, cornerback, out of Tulsa, and then traded up to draft Tyler Biotish, the center out of Wisconsin. going to get to something specific on that uh, here in a second. In the fifth round, again, the Cowboys had two fifth round picks originally. They traded the first one, plus their fifth next year, to the Philadelphia Eagles to move up to draft Biadish, And so with their only fifth-round pick, took Bradley Anaya, the edge rusher, out of Utah. And then with their final pick, took quarterback from James Madison, Ben DiNucci. And so looking at this, just kind of um you know like you know after you used to go trick-or-treating how you would get back to your house or whatever and you would dump out the bag it's kind of like what did I get you know what's everything I got got a a, a Twix awesome oh I got an almond joy that sucks you know what I mean like uh this is kind of like that for me um and looking at it just on the surface generally star wide receiver awesome cornerback with a lot of elite potential great defensive tackle to add to Gerald McCoy and Ontario Poe joining the Cowboys plus you know I Actually, I want to stop there. The Neville Gallimore pick for me is really interesting. And there was a tweet from a friend of the show. John Owning does fan, just fantastic work. John does for the Dallas Morning News. Make sure you check out uh, everything he writes. Uh, but he had a tweet that you know kind of springboarded this thought for me. The reason I love the Neville Gallimore pick, and this is going to sound like an indictment on Tristan Hill. It's, it's not meant to be that. But we all know that the Tristan Hill pick that the Cowboys made their first selection in last year's draft, second round pick, uh, defensive tackle, everybody knows, etc., that did not go well, all right? We all know that. And the reason I love the Neville Gallimore pick is if you had told me the Cowboys were going to draft a defensive lineman in the first three rounds, I probably would have assumed that they were taking Caleb on chase on, right? That's that's what I would have thought. They would have taken some sort of edge rusher. I know a lot of people would have been satisfied had the team gotten Bradley Anaya in, you know, in, with the 82nd overall pick. But the reason I love that pick is because we have seen time and time and time again, the Cowboys rest on their laurels, and the Cowboys say, "Well, we invested that already, so let's let's just hope that pans out, and, and let's just let's worry about something else, whatever the problem might have been." And, and we've seen that, you know, we, we've seen the Cowboys just kind of stick with what was kind of working, or stick with where the money was, et cetera. And a lot of NFL teams do this. I'm not trying to just pick on the Cowboys, but the reason I love the Neville Gallimore pick is the Cowboys said, "Look." We might have spent a second-round pick on Tristan Hill last year, but who cares? Because right now, that does not look great. We need to fix that. We need to really put a lot of focus and a lot of prioritization on the middle of that defensive line, that interior pressure. So we're going to go out. We're going to sign Joe McCoy. We're going to go out. We're going to sign Don Terry Poe. And then you know what? We're not going to stop. If there's a pick, if there's a player that we like, we're going to take him. So we're going to take Neville Gallimore out of Oklahoma because we really like what he offers. And so... I don't even know where Tristan Hill stands with the Cowboys right now, and that's okay. I, I, again, that is okay that you, you don't have to be married to his potential simply because you took him in the second round last year. So I applaud the Cowboys for debe- uh, developing a more objective mindset towards these things as opposed to kind of, you know, living off not the moment, but living off the pressure that is associated with the moment sometimes, like taking a player in the second round. So, so good for the Cowboys. But so I uh, didn't mean to get too sidetracked. Um, again, so looking at, you know, my, my trick or treat bag, another corner with, you know, you know potential safety, you know flexibility. We'll get to that in a second too. in uh, Reggie Robinson, and then you get you know the the Tyler Biotish pick, and I do have something I want to touch on there. We'll get there, like I said. But to trade up was, I mean, ballsy's a you know aggressive way to put it, but. I mean the Cowboys saw their guy saw him falling saw an opportunity and again the the reason I really like this pick and this has been said but the Cowboys traded their fifth round pick next year because they know they're getting comp picks all right the Cowboys know that they've got compensatory picks coming for Byron Jones for Robert Quinn for whatever you want to call it and so they're they're operating you know with not house money but they're already operating that way which is very 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 wise so good for them from that capacity and again the Cowboys have seven players in their rookie class you, you don't need an eighth you know you 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 can have too many picks at a certain point i mean think about you know not every rookie makes the team generally and so um i applaud that move from the cowboys and then bradley and i i mean people that that study and know far more about edge rushers than i do uh are thrilled with this pick Uh, i know that jeff kavanaugh who you will hear on girls talking boys was pumped about it as well but um i mean Look, we all thought maybe they would go chase on, but to get somebody like that, somebody to groom, and now you're talking about a pass rush group that could potentially look something like Demarcus Lawrence, Tyrone Crawford, because, of course, Dorrance Armstrong, Joe Jackson, uh, obviously Bradley, and then, you know, maybe Randy Gregory or Alden Smith. I mean, that's that's exciting, that's exciting to consider, and then again, when, when you look at the, oh, and not not to, you know, no no offense, and not to leave off Ben DiNucci, but, you know, you get a quarterback project for Mike McCarthy, that's awesome, but when you combine that with the free agency additions that the Cowboys have brought in, Gerald McCoy, Maurice Kennedy, HaHa Clinton-Dix, Don Terry Poe, Greg Zerline, Blake Bell, Alden Smith, has mentioned, and Savion Smith, the Cowboys have effectively addressed every single need that they had through some way, shape, or form, and, um, I just color me impressed. I am incredibly impressed with what the Cowboys have done. And I don't know that people thought it was impossible. You know, I don't know that anybody was like, Oh, the Cowboys can't pull this off. No way. But I don't know that anybody thought they could pull it off like this. Um, And so the defense is still, you know, worse off than it was when the season ended. And that's undeniable because you did lose Byron Jones and Robert Quinn, but you're fixing it, and that's that's what matters, and that's what's important. But um, also of note, by the way, on Sunday, Kayvon Fraser, who was part of the Cowboys' famed 2016 draft class, lots of comparing going on right now. Obviously, greatest draft classes in Cowboys' history. Certainly, 1975's up there. 2005 was great. 2016 gave you Dak and Zeke and Jalen Smith, and of course, the goat Rico gathers. Uh, but Kayvon Frazier and Anthony Brown, not to you know uh, forget him, uh, were part of that class as well. And Kayvon Frazier headed to the Miami Dolphins. We found out on Sunday. So Kayvon. Uh, I actually interviewed him and he was on the old RJ Ochoa show, uh, which used to be the name of my podcast because I was super creative. And uh, he was a guest on that podcast the weekend that he was drafted. I'll never forget that. And so um, Kayvon was awesome. One of the cooler, uh, kinder dudes in the Cowboys locker room. Great for the Dallas community. So uh, very happy for him to find a spot with the Dolphins, uh, rejoining Byron Jones, by the way. And so uh, all the best to Kayvon in his future endeavors. But uh, look, I mentioned that we. We Had some things to get into and some things to discuss, and we're going to do that, right? I mean, I, I think that at the very least we should deliver on what we promised. All right, we have some topics to address and uh, some important things to say, and so I think now is the time to do that. So, Tyler Biotish, all right, the Cowboys drafted a center, cool, they traded up to draft a center, awesome. What does that mean, right? I mean, I don't know that anybody necessarily thinks that Tyler Biotish is going to be the team's starting center in 2020, and that's no you know knock on Tyler, but there are a lot of options, and that got me thinking because the Cowboys suddenly have a lot of options along the offensive line. And so, let, let's in fact, let's count the offensive line members that are probably going to make the 53, which is actually not 53, but the final roster right after preseason. And everything Tyron Smith, Connor Williams, and I'm going off starters here, Joe Looney. Zach Martin, Lyle Collins, that's your five, right? You've got Connor McGovern, that's six. Adam Redman, that's seven. Brandon Knight is eight. Tyler Biotish is nine. And if you want to include Mitch Hyatt, hey, I mean, that's that's fine. But that's 10. All right, that's 10 offensive linemen. Now, something that is very interesting is in the new collective bargaining agreement that came together this past offseason, I don't say this past offseason, you know, uh, this offseason that we're in. The new collective bargaining agreement, a lot of people focused on the 17th game and the expansion of the playoffs, and those are important things, but something important is that if if you were unaware, for whatever reason, previously, teams had 53 players on their roster, their active roster. And then on game day, they could only dress 46 players. Okay, so you had to have seven inactives. Again, maybe you're new to football, and and you are unaware of this. So seven players of your 53 are not permitted to dress, you have to choose which ones are going to be inactive, which ones are going to wear sweatpants. Now, That has changed. All right. So now a total of 48 players will dress on game days. Okay. Not just 47 or 46, excuse me, but 48. So we're going up from 46 to 48. All right. And one of them must be an offensive lineman. That is important here. Okay. So we're going from 46 game day players to 48. And one of those two additions has to be an offensive lineman. And for what it's worth, the 53-man roster now becomes the 55-man roster to adjust uh, for the necessary depth. So that suddenly... I'm not saying that the Cowboys drafted Tyler Bierdish simply because they have to dress an extra lineman, but I think that that future problem is not something that you know has to be worried about or whatever. I guess what I'm trying to say is I think the Cowboys kind of leaned into that, right? Uh, you you never can have enough depth anywhere, right? I don't think you I don't think any NFL team would look at any spot and be like, man, we're too deep there. All right, we, we just we 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 got too much talent, you know. What are we going to do? This sucks. You know, no team feels that way. And so if you have all the offensive linemen I named are probably people that you think are fairly good, right? I mean, obviously you've got your starters and everything, but Mitch Hyatt still has some fans. Brandon Knight, certainly a guy with potential. Connor McGovern, obviously going to be a big part of the 2020 season and so on. And so if, if you were wondering, man, well, you know, they're going to be so deep at offensive line. How are they going to figure out who dresses on game day? That's your answer is the Cowboys can now, just like every other NFL team, dress an extra offensive lineman. In fact, they have to. Those are the rules. And so I think this was the Cowboys just kind of leaning into that, and that was really, really, really smart of them. So a big old tip of the hat to the Cowboys for leaning in to the small little wrinkle that kind of went unnoticed in the new collective bargaining agreement, so good for them. Uh, Something else that we promised to address is uh, having to do with Reggie Robinson, uh, sort of. Now, the Cowboys obviously finished their draft up on Saturday evening, and then when they were done they took to zoom or whatever the case may be did their post-draft press conference and mike mccarthy said something really interesting okay he said he was asked about you know the whole staff was asked about not drafting a safety and mike mccarthy said we may have some players that can not only play corner but also slide over and play some safety. Now, he was kind of talking about veterans at the time. And interestingly enough, this, uh, this article from 2018 over at Pro Football Talk, we quoted this. I wrote about this whole subject, by the way. I wrote about the Tyler Biotis thing if you want to go read that too. Basically, you should be reading blog on the all the time. But anyway, this article from PFT back in June of 2018, almost two years ago, reads, the Cowboys drafted Chidibe Wuse with a plan of playing him at safety But he spent his rookie season at cornerback. Remember, this was 2018 coming off Cheetos rookie year, starting six games. Awuze has remained at corner this offseason, again, 2018. Though this team has floated the idea of playing him at safety if they need help there. Awuze has said he has no preference. Now, that is significant when you consider the fact that the Cowboys did not draft a safety. All right, we all thought that maybe Xavier McKinney or Grant Delpit or Anton Winfield Jr., whatever, were going to be there at 51. That did not happen, right? Maybe the Cowboys feel like they have a safety on their roster. Or maybe, you know, Jerry Jones said that Reggie Robinson, their fourth-round pick out at of Tulsa, has some safety potential. So maybe the plan for the Cowboys, granted they did sign Ha Clinton Dix, but they also lost the GOAT, Jeff Heath. All right, uh, I'm trying to get over that still. But the Cowboys signed Ha Clinton Dix and seemingly have options in Chido Wuze and Reggie Robinson. Now, the idea, obviously, has been floated out before to slide Chido over to safety from cornerback for a few years now. I think that that's wise, ultimately. I mean, I don't know that the Cowboys suddenly have depth at cornerback, um, but – to be frank, Cheeto has never been a star at cornerback. Now I'm a big Cheeto fan. Um, he's been on this show. Uh, if you've heard my interviews with him, you know we've we've had a lot of great fun, a lot of great times. He's a big 2K player. Him and Jordan Lewis have a great rivalry going on, etc. But there's no question that Cheeto has a lot of athleticism, and there's no question that he's very fast. I mean, remember the the clip last season against Saquon Barkley and whatnot. But I, I mean, if if that's some sort of contingency plan. I don't think it's unwise. I mean, if if you feel like because this is a contract year for Cheeto, if you feel like that's where the most production can be, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, stemmed from, then do it. I mean, I think that that's wise. And maybe the Cowboys looked at their roster and said, "Look, if if we're able to come away with a safety, if the value marries the need uh, whenever we're on the clock, then we'll do it." Right. Well, we're not going to turn down Xavier McKinney or whoever the case. But if not, we've got Haha, we've got Cheeto, and we like this, you know, Reggie kid who who can maybe play some safety. I think ultimately, I probably, just from a general standpoint, prefer sliding Cheeto over to safety in the here and now and then playing Reggie Robinson at cornerback now because if you fast forward to 2021, your cornerback group looks something, you know who knows what, like, but at the very least, it should include Trayvon Diggs and Reggie Robinson, and you figure out safety, and you kind of move forward throughout 2021. But so, um, I thought that was interesting. I thought it was interesting that Mike McCarthy mentioned that specifically. Um, So, uh, I I thought, you know, overall, by the way, Mike McCarthy just was fabulous. I don't mean to attribute too much credit to him or not enough credit to him, but, you know, it's fair to at least look at the draft results for the Cowboys and say, well, what was different, right? I mean, you know, they suddenly got an incredible amount of value. What was different? And, you know, there were a lot of differences, obviously, and there's differences every year to year, but the reality is there's a difference at head coach, so people are going to naturally draw that conclusion. And whether it's fair or not ultimately remains to be seen, and is kind of privy to just the Cowboys. But I, I I really appreciated what Mike McCarthy at the very least said. I thought he was objective. I thought he was concise. I thought he was precise. And I thought that you know he sounded like a guy who knew what he wanted. And ultimately at the very least that's what you want, right? Um, you know there was a, a quote he had also in his post draft press conference where he talked about being very excited about C D Lamb and they He and Kellen Moore had met on Saturday to talk about it and added a new wrinkle. So, uh, yeah, new wrinkles are here. So, uh, get pumped. But overall, just an incredible draft class for the Cowboys, an incredible weekend. And um, obviously, a lot of what comes next is unknown because of the times that we're living in. And so, we'll have to just kind of wait and see. Uh, But I can promise you that... In the time that we are waiting, in the time that we are seeing that we are not going anywhere, you will have daily podcasts still, two a day. Do not worry. You will have two podcast episodes every single day, right here in the Blog and the Boys podcast feed, talking Cowboys, discussing the team, going in depth, having fun. We love to do that, and we appreciate everybody who has joined the ride to do it with us. So today is Monday. So you have today's episode of the Ocho, and then you'll have Girls Talking Boys with Kelsey and Meg. Tomorrow, you'll have the Ocho to start your day off again. This show just kind of gives you the latest headlines, sort of. Daily debriefing that we'll have the 750 with myself and two-time Super Bowl champion Tony Casillas Wednesday the Ocho and uh talking the draft, although we might go back to talking the stars and name now that the draft is over. Thursday, we've got the Ocho and bruising and the Boys, and then Friday, finish a week strong with the Ocho and another episode of Girls Talking Boys. I know that Kelsey and Meg have another fantastic guest lined up for you on Friday, so get pumped, get excited, and again, if you want content beyond podcasts, make sure you visit bloggintheboys.com. We have so much stuff up. We have draft grades, we have analysis, we have discussions on every single pick, what it means, things like the Tyler B. I CBA, little wrinkle, and whatnot. Make sure you follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at boys, on Instagram at The dot boys subscribe to our youtube channel you can follow me on twitter or instagram i'm at rjochoa on both and uh yeah that about does it so uh the draft is over let's figure some stuff out and let's have some fun and do me a favor have the absolute best monday of all time you know why because you deserve it we will see you manana my friends as always go cowboys and peace out